Okay, take two. Unless you're listening to this, in which it's take one. We did this perfect the first time. Nothing happened. Nothing went wrong. I did not just randomly cut out. Anyway, welcome to episode one, which is actually episode one and two of Grisha Watch. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're knocking two birds with one stone. We got through one episode, and it's a lot of, you know, the first episode of any show is a lot of, like, exposition and meeting things. So we're like, we'll go two. We'll go two and see see what we get. But honest truth, the pacing is not bad. It's There's, very good. It's 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 going through to where I was like I I'm I'm not confused about anything except there's only one major thing that I'm confused about, and I'm sure we'll get to it, but um, I've just felt like episode one there wasn't like enough enough like there there they there was not any there was no voiceovers which thank you it they, literally they any, starts with a voiceover. No, but like for every little thing, you know mm. what I mean. So, like, who are these people? Who are those people? Who are these people? What country is that <laughs> over there? Like, it didn't do all of that. Um, Which is it, good. It kind of kept it. It kind of kept it just like it was a movie narration in the beginning. That's it. That was the first thing that struck me. Is it because it starts with Alina narrating? And that's all, like, that's an, an instant. If your movie starts with narration or text on the screen to explain things, I'm like, mm, I don't know about this. Something about it just gets me. I don't like it. That just means they didn't have enough time to actually show you all exactly. the stuff. That's all that is. But, and uh, you're just not going to get that in-depth stuff with novels. My first gonna... note literally says, I never like starting with narration. My second is, Alina is shoe? Question mark? I thought she's half shoe. So in the show, yes. In the book, no. They so they changed I, that for the show. So wait, is she not mixed at all? No. In the book? She's just Ravkin. But it makes sense because oh. they cast an Asian actress um to make her half shoe. Uh and, so and the like, shoe are enemies. At this point, yes. I mean, yes. At this point, yes. Yeah. Just say yes. Just yeah. say yes. There's okay. Again with the minorities, got it. Wow. So yeah, you have the the Shuhan to the the south, and then the Fjordans up north. So Alina is half Shu. Um, so I guess that's why you know we're dealing with the rate, like the blatant racism toward her multiple times in this. Um. Yeah. I mean, you you, you got to think for the racist books, and <laughs> this, uh, this is not. Oh the my one. god! Just because it's it not... portrays racism does not mean the book is inherently racist where does it come from what do you mean is it not a mirror on the world i mean yeah but that doesn't mean the, whatever <laughs> i don't know what you're it's a, it, whatever so alina is half shoe which is a, a change for the show um the opening talks about how she and mal grew up in an orphanage because their parents died in the fold i guess is a thing that we're also saying Oh, so um, then this is all just made up for the show? They they changed all of that? No, so they are orphans, but their parents, as far as I know, didn't die in the fold. They're just, like, refugees of the war. Um, there's no, like, they went into the fold and never came out. They, you know, they just died at some point, and they're so young. They don't really know much about it. Um, they just, I think Alina was, she was younger than eight when she got to the, to, when she got to the orphanage for sure. And then Maul shows up a couple weeks after her. Uh, uh, explain explain this war. So Ravka has been at war for like hundreds of years um, with both of their borders. So they have Shuhan to the south, they have the Fjordans to the north, and they have just always 
always been at war. Like, it's kind of one of those things where it's been going on for so long that not like you don't even really remember how it started anymore. At least the current generation. You're just like, you're born into this war. You're fighting in this war. You're just at war. Are are Fierda or Shuhan trying to infiltrate Ravka? Yeah, they both, like, there's both, uh, all these countries have spies in each other's armies and have spies in each other's governments. Um, They're, like, actively fighting. Hmm. That's the part that I think I wish they would have gone a little bit into detail of, like, why um, are, like, what's the end goal? Just to destroy the country? Or is it to to get land? Do they have profitable oil on there? Like, what is the, the deal? They're just at war. Okay. I don't know. Um, and then you have West Ravka on the other side of the fold, and that's the same. It's still Ravka. So they're the same country, um, but they call that West Ravka because it's separated by the fold. Uh, and obviously tensions, as we saw, are a little bit weird between the two of them, even though they're the same country. Mm-hmm. So kind of just fighting on all sides. It's a whole thing. Um, and a, and one of the good things uh, about the fold for their enemies, at least, is like they mentioned in the book, like the fold does some of their work for them. Like they cannot easily get to uh, trading routes. They can't get to the ocean, so they can't get to their 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 shipping routes with any sort of ease. They're cut off from a huge portion of the world, um, like Who the capital uh, Ravka. Like the capital of Ravka is on the other side of the fold. Okay. And they're, that's why he talks about, like, they're basically all prisoners because they can't go through it without mass casualties. They can't go around it because on both ends of it, they have enemies that they've been fighting for centuries. So they're kind of fucked. And they're just so they're just why stuck. stay there? Where are they going to go? There's nowhere to go. So if you if you did a gigantic expedition through the fold, you would lose people for sure. Yes. Um, but if you started east. And you just had that strip of land. That means you've got the fold to your back and the trade routes to the, uh, I mean, excuse me, to the west. If you just go straight to the west to where you said the, um, where the capital is not, right? Yes. To West Rock. Okay. Through the yeah, fold. Where it, yeah. Right next to the ocean, right? Yes. Boom. You got the ocean to your left and you got the, the fold to your right. You're surrounded by protection. You can start a whole civilization right then. And That's there. where West Ravka is. Yeah, I know. But like, why not have your whole Ravka there? And you wouldn't even have to because worry about the Because of the, the fold. Then. Look how tiny well, that, that piece of land that's why is. I, that's why I said you got you, you to gotta brave the fold. But this is, why I said you, this is why you need the map. Because look how tiny that space no, between see. the fold and sliver. the ocean is. It's Baja California. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I a thousand percent see what you mean, but it's so just how like, are you supposed to have a whole civilization there? It's 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 you can build up an army there, and if you wanted to, eventually move up to Fierda. But like, you need some place where you're not sandwiched and cut off from trade routes, right? Yes. Okay, so then boom, tactically, it's the best place to be. Mm, it's tiny. I'm There's just not saying. Enough space. East, East Ravka, you're in between two people that can uh, invade from the north or the south. I mean, uh, you still have Shuhan and Fierda to the north and south of West Ravka. It extends yeah, to the ocean. It's, but it's smaller, it's smaller entryways. Mm. From what I'm seeing, you got a full-blown, like, a gigantic landmass that they can come through. So either Ravka's um, army or whatever is just, like, really powerful enough to hold off two armies north and south or 
they're just dumb armies on the north and south and don't know that they could <laughs> they they have a pincer attack going right now to where if they attack at the same time their army of Ravka is split and would not be able to sustain a battle on two fronts well Fierda and Shuhan are also not on good terms which is very helpful and that's perfect too so if I'm in West Ravka and I have that civilization there Fierda and Shuhan are battling over this East Ravka which because... is like 90% of your country hey hey it's your own country oh my god it's either hey it's either you get 10 percent, or you get cut up by two countries jesus christ i think i think somebody in the show said something to that effect correct that's mm. the deal I'll wow 10 percent. wow or i'll kill you <laughs> or i'll kill that's what they're looking at right now see wow okay well Mr. Uh, military strategist over here. Gotta we have be. we got two seconds into the episode, by the way, before we went very off topic. In two seconds, I've solved the problem, everybody. Wow. So we talk a little bit about the fold. Um, we talk about how the fold killed their parents. That's how she and Maul became uh, became orphans. Um, there's like a, a quick little like, oh, the saint of the sun will will destroy the fold is like this kind of myth that, that they have that they mentioned very Some briefly. Prophecy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little prophecy. I'm sure it won't mean anything. You know, I'm sure it won't come yeah, to anything. Because that ne- never means anything in stories they never say a prophecy and then something like that actually you know what it would be nice one time (laughs) it would be nice it just doesn't come of anything you're like oh that yeah that's that thing that we said was just a children's story literally just a children's story you know what i'm wrong i'm sorry uh game of thrones season eight fair enough that's yeah no that's right (laughs) but it doesn't count because it was a show not a book i mean doesn't count yeah yeah i guess Yeah, yeah it doesn't count uh, and then we so we see uh, Alina in her cartographer's tent. She's with her little army friend. So they're both in the army. Um, she is a cartographer. He is a tracker. So they're in different units. Um, and you kind of get this like they're all talking about like being afraid of the fold. And they're also scared of the fold. And like some woman behind her is like, you know, who's not afraid? Maul. I was like, I, okay. I, I expect a little bit more from his introduction because of that line. Oh, and his his I, fight ring introduction I, or his I child introduction? No, from the the woman that was like, you know, who's not afraid of anything, Maul. And then, okay, yeah, you get a little fight. That's cool, but I mean, wherein he was... immediately doesn't fight the Grisha, although it's because other people pull him away. Yeah, he was about to fight the Grisha. He wasn't. He wasn't gonna back down. So I understand that, you know, that. But I I expected a little more brashness from him that's but, fair you know, that's fair what, what, whatever we get flashbacks of them at the orphanage she's uh protecting him from the bigger kids at the orphanage which was sweet um i think they kind of they protected each other i think that's that's pretty on par she said that uh like it sucked for her being in the orphanage until he came about because she was the new girl she was a lot smaller than everybody she was like you know she was tiny she was younger she was the youngest one there he's the same age as her so when he got there like they instantly became friends and they would protect each other so they have this sweet little orphanage flashbacks. And then, yeah, I guess Maul is like a street fighter. Also interesting put to put in there, but okay. I I'm going to tell you straight like- up, this Maul in the show is wildly different from the Maul in the books. Uh, that's going to come well, up multiple times. So I'm just warning okay. you now. So I'm, I'm interested in, and I'm always interested in the differences in the books because whenever they have... You know, this is somebody's interpretation of of what they read mm-hmm. or whatever, which is fine. Um, I mean, 
for me personally, no, it's not. <laughs> Only because you have, you know, the source material, of course. But, and you're trying to introduce this to other people. And it, it feels like in a way you're saying you're smarter than everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'd, it, I'm always curious why they change certain things. I understand, I think, why they change Maul for the show. I think, because um, in the book, he's very aloof. He's very, very aloof. Um, so, like, skipping ahead, like, that thing where he's, like, running after the carriage, calling her name. No, does not happen. He, like, ba- like ba- barely sees her as she's being pulled away. Like, it's, they've gone a whole different so then i just they're just trying to play the 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 young adult love story well and i think uh, they're trying to make you like him more earlier if that makes sense like they're trying to make you attach to him earlier i think because like if i don't know i think they assume that you're not going to get attached to the aloof character um and because you definitely get that sense in the book of her like pining after him like very early on um and, like, he is always flirting with other girls, and, like, they're all into him, and they're always, you know, uh, looking at him, and, like, oh, everybody wants Maul, and Alina's just kind of over here as his friend. Um, and he's just very, very, very aloof. Um, you know, he sees her as as her friend, and, like, they meet up um, at one point when they're walking forward, and it's when um, they talk with Mikhail and Dubrov, which you get in the show. But then, yeah, he just, like, straight up, like, stops talking to her and leaves, and, like, gets pulled away by his friends, and she's like, oh. Oh, okay. I guess I'm gonna walk the rest of the way by myself. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. No. Because then that's the reason I can say. Yeah. So they're like, we grow. would like him to be more likable. So. <laughs> I mean, that's. It just sounds like in the book that he just wasn't interested in her, and they just changed that to well, yeah. Now he's interested. It's yeah. It's a thing. Um. Yeah. So we get a. We, oh, we get our first look at the Grisha. They're practicing. We've had to move tents because the Grisha need more space to practice. So you got the Squalors, you got the Inferni. They're all practicing there. They're Grisha, not magic, science. It's, uh, how is it science? It's the little science. I don't understand. I'm assuming that we'll get more into that uh, at the Little Palace, but it is. Uh, okay. They, yeah, they do not appreciate it being called magic. It's not magic. I mean, as far as I can tell, it a thousand percent is magic. It's what most other people call it. Like the Fjerdens literally call them witches. And burn them at the stake. Yeah, I saw that. Like, it's a yeah, whole thing. Yeah, we saw that in episode two. Uh-huh. So we're still kind of in this mode of, like, getting um, the exposition that these two have been friends their whole lives, and they've grown up together, and, you know, they're the same personality, and, like, they're just super, super close. So they start talking about these rules that they've created for themselves. And I think uh, Maul is the one that's like, okay, first rule, you don't cry in public. You wait till you're alone to break down. Uh, second rule, always carry a weapon. Third rule, can't remember what the third rule is. Uh, and we never got it. We never got it. He just couldn't remember. So that was, and it's kind of just in this like opening. It's just, it's really just you're getting all the exposition that these two are very very close and have been close their uh, whole lives. Yeah, and I mean you see some of the rules come into play later on in episode two, but yeah. um, but yeah, except for the third one. I guess the third one is sleep on. You sleep on the left side. I'll sleep on the right side always. And sleep, sleepless in Seattle style. Yes. Yes. So, uh, okay, they're 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 besties. But they I are. mean it's more like it's it's more like they're in a, a like uh th- they don't want to say their true feelings for each other, but they both, you know, are into each other. Which is that's how the TV show be, is putting yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in the show because that is not at all the impression that you get from the book. 
like right away. Yeah, he's just very aloof. He's just aloof. Like that's the best way to describe Maul. Um, and like even she kind of feels like you know she she has this feeling of never belonging anywhere. And she felt like the only place she's ever belonged really is like with him and and with being friends with him. But even with him, like he's got other friends and he's got um like other girls that he's always with. And and you know she she kind of feels like he forgets about her sometimes or or uh if remembers her or comes to her when it's convenient or when he you know doesn't have anyone else to hang out with so show mall very different from book mall so far okay okay uh we get a little bit on um why we're going to the fold what the fold is uh when they go in um for their their army meeting and immediately you get like big racist shoe imagery. Like you get like the imagery they have for the shoe Han. Did you catch that? That was like really. Yeah, I saw it. It was literally right. It, it made her cringe. It made her know, very cringe. uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really uh, curious to see how that plays out in the show. Um, Cause that'll be a, a change, but I think that could be a really interesting change for her storyline, especially when you go along with the fact that like, she's never felt like she belonged anywhere. So it just feels like that's a change that feels very natural to the progression of the story. Is by actually making her a Japanese in America during World War II. I also need to uh, point out that I got her name wrong in the last episode. I said her last name is Lynn. Her last name is Lee. I knew as soon as I said it, I was like, this doesn't feel right. Her name is Jessie Mae Lee. It's going to haunt me forever. I was about to say, it's probably eating you up for it at really, least Honestly, I think I checked it like right after we recorded, and I was like, well, I feel bad terrible so they're crossing the fold for supplies um and they're like they pull names like it's the fucking hunger games and they're like these are the people that are crossing with us you know and like maul calls it like the like the nightmare pick or something um also wildly different from the book uh in the book they're all going they're just that's they're all that's yeah, why they're there. going that's why they're there they're all going together it's the whole reason that they're there they're all going across the fold um i don't know why they would be in kribersk if they weren't crossing the fold so that, like, I guess they kind of say, like, oh, some of you are going to go north, some of you are going to go south to the other border, and then some of you are going to cross, and these are the ones that are going to cross. Um, but, yeah. Why are they in – why is there a, an army base in Cribbers? Because they need to cross back and forth all the time because all of their supplies come from West Ravka because that's where all the shipping routes are. So they constantly are going back and forth um, for supplies. So like all of their ammunition and their weapons and um, some of their food and things like that. Like they're talking in the tent about like, you know, oh, well, you know, when we come back, you'll have a hot meal and you'll have uh, the guys like, well, we get whiskeys. Like you might get whiskey, like all these things that they don't have access to. Sugar is like a huge thing um, that's mentioned in the books is like sugar has been rationed for like a hundred years in West Ravka or in, in Ravka. The, the, I guess my main question would be why cross at the thickest part? of the fold i guess i would assume it's because it's uh probably the safest for them because it's in the middle like you don't want to get too close to either border but that is a good question that i have not thought about okay so for people that have never read the story or read the book um just to paint a visual and because you guys don't have the map in front of you so basically think of the entire country uh that you live in and then make a tear in the like the the corner of it or the furthest to the the west of it um, and leave like a thin sliver of your country, you know, th that's what we're basically dealing with. But in the middle of this sliver is the, the thickest part. So it's, it's a, it's a nice, you know, nice knife gash throughout the whole country, but there are thinner parts of this gash. So I'm like, towards the South, 
there's Oz Cario, I guess Oz you Carvo. would call it. Oz, is that, that's a V? Yes. Okay, I thought it was a Y. So there's Oz Carvo that has a thinner portion, but... So that's the capital of cr- West Ravka. So, like, why not cross closer there is the thing. It's like... You I, most... I would just assume that it's too close to the other borders and they want to keep it in the middle, but honestly, could not tell you. Hmm. Okay. So, Maul's name gets picked for the Hunger Games going into the fold. Uh, very, very sad, very devastating. He looks very scared. She looks very scared. Um, it's just, this is a really... So, when they're originally going, she's terrified of the fold. She's really scared. She doesn't know what's going to happen. And he's, like, very, like, happy-go-lucky. Like, we have all these Grisha with us. Like, you have nothing to worry about. It's going to be fine. Um, and like he later, like, I think the night before they go later talks about how like he is actually scared, but, um, like he very much puts on this front of doesn't care. It's going to be fine. It's going to be, you know, why are you even worried about it? The Grisha and it said plenty of times before the Grisha are the one, a Grisha is the one that made the fold, right? Yes. But did they ever state? where the Grisha was from like is he on he or she on what side of the war were they uh uh no know, they haven't said anything Ravka? yet they've talked about okay. um they named him they talked about the black heretic um but that's really all they said they just said that the black heretic created the fold hundreds of years ago um so not even during the their warring times just hundreds of years ago yeah i don't know i don't know if it was during the war it's just at, oh. at, it's one of those things that's so long ago nobody really remembers fully but it's like okay. three or four hundred years ago Okay. I was just wondering, is this a result of the war or is this something, you know, totally different outside of, you know, I think it's separate. I don't, yeah. Now? Well, is it? I can't remember. Don't, don't ask me. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> and then we get stuff that's new to both of us because we head over to Ketterdam. So we're in Ketterdam and it's, you know, like you said, it's a new story, but I also, just before we go forward, because of the last episode that you okay. were talking about right. when we were doing this time travel stuff that we're, you know, saying it, I was, I was on a walk the other day and I know this is a story oh, within a story, okay. which is crazy. Um, but it just had, it was playing in my head. I was like, why is she calling it a prequel? Like we're going to get prequel stuff, prequel stuff. Like it's, cause it is it's not a prequel. Yes, it is. It's, it's just exposition. That happened, you know, before, beforehand. almost like yeah. a prequel. Yeah, but you wouldn't necessarily call them a prequel because it's just like in yes. Dust Watch, did we have a prequel season one of uh, what's his name? The boy who There's doesn't show up between, till book two. There's oh. a difference between. Oh, but no, I did call that out too. I was like, this is weird. And I would, I, well, would I? Anyway, there. Well, because I'm trying to decide if I would call that a prequel or if they just put content from book two into book one, which is different. It's because they like took they to took me. content that was already in book two and just put it in the first season. None of this content is in the books at all. They're just adding this content. But either, I mean, whether it was in the book or not, in the I stand book, by it. Still... It's a prequel. We're getting off topic. It's a. Pre- you know who calls it prequel content? The show creators and the author. So suck my well, dick. We have known plenty of times to where both could be wrong. Oh, my God. So so they're I both mean, wrong and you're right? Hey, I'm just saying there's a possibility. Wow. Okay? Anyway, That's we're in Ketterdam. We meet some people, okay? <laughs> we meet some people. Uh, we've got a gunslinger in a gambling house. Figures out that there's counterfeit money because he can shoot it. It's very fancy. That's mm-hmm. Jesper. Mm-hmm. We see Kaz. He's the boss. He's got a cool cane. 
It's very fancy. We it's, it's in the great. books are they described all as young people? Okay, so here's the thing. Here is where the quote unquote prequel content was going to confuse me. How old would you assume that Jesper Kaz are? Jesper's twenty two. Kaz is probably twenty five, and uh, what's her name? Inej is probably twenty two as well. Like they're okay. they're young cats. So in the books, in Six of Crows, which is the first of their books, Inej is 16, and then um, Kaz and Jesper are 17. It is the most unbelievable thing about those books. So if we're taking, if we're talking prequel content, the Shadow and Bone books take place two years before. You're telling me these are 15 and 14-year-olds? I don't think so, so. And they have the same status? It's, I don't understand what's, so they're clearly aging everybody up. Cause even um, in episode two, Inej talks in the past tense. I was taken when I was 14. She should be 14 now. If they were doing the ages the same as the books, she would be 14 right now. Clearly she's not. Uh, uh so theoretically, perfect theoretically. world, uh, season two, or maybe they wrap this all up in season one for, uh, shadow and bone of this whole book and season quote unquote two is uh six of crows no because there's well no because there's three shadow and bone books before there's before you get to six of crows that's why i said theoretically Nah, there's no way they're not getting through all three of them so say they do three seasons of that are we if we do three seasons shadow and bone we knock out all the books and then they announced uh six of crows comes out are they just older characters in six of crows then like they're now we're in uh you know our late 20s i would be totally fine with that because when you read six of crows the like the entire time you're thinking this these are not teenagers they're not it's just it bothered me so much the entire time i was like i can take the magic and the world building and all of this i cannot for one iota of a second believe that these are 17 and 16 year olds not for and one it, second one for you know people that haven't read the book or anything like that the, the thing is was kaz right yes he owns a club he does basically or a casino uh well, he what runs the person? club. Well, does he own the club at first i mean he, i know he does in the show i'm trying to remember if he okay. owns it outright because I, I know he runs it I think he owns it. I think he owns it. Because I was just saying, the show, he he full out owns it. Because, yeah, like, he gives he the deed the, to the club as yeah, collateral. Yeah, so how is a teenager doing all this? That's, uh, questions know? I had the whole book, man. Questions I had. The, so and, I'm actually very glad that we're aging everybody up, um, at least in the dregs. Um, so are they, for, are they, are the brothel and everything all a part of uh, their story as teenagers in the book? So that's why I mentioned in our uh, one of our other discussions, like, I don't know what we're doing in the prequel because I don't know how dark we're going to get. Because, yeah, Inej is sold to a brothel when she's 14. Okay. She was all kidnapped. Right. Um, her family is Suli, um, which is another race in the show. So uh, they're, like, you know, traveling. Um, and she and her little brother are kidnapped. And she is sold to a brothel at 14 years old. So I was like, I don't know what we're doing because I don't know how far back we're going to go. Because um, at this point, she would still be working in the brothel. Hmm. It's okay. dark, man. It's dark. So I was like, oh, I did not expect this from from this this teenage book. But again, we've gotten off topic. I'm just glad to say they're all older. I'm very excited that we've aged people up. We Game of Thrones did. I, I don't think you can do them with young books. You can't. You can't. I think books can take that liberty. Because um, I feel like there's not a lot of, I think the medium of showing is a little more 
jaunting yes. than reading. So, so we kind of get into how we're going to connect these stories. Because the question here is that Kaz, Inej, Jesper have never met Alina or Maul or any of these other characters. Um, they've never interacted with them. They've never gone across the sea to Ravka. So, like, how are you going to match these stories up? So we get that in that they've got a job to cross the fold. And that's like, okay, okay, I see where we're going here. I don't, because you said they never meet, and they already know her name. Uh, so This is all just brand new. It's just all brand new. We're just adding things at this point. So in Six of Crows, I mean, it's kind of hard to, their lives are affecting each other. So <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I asked you this before. I was like, so they must like intertwine somehow or something nope. like that. You can't write one in the show that has absolutely nothing to do with the other ones. So no, you can. Clear, no, you can't because it doesn't make any sense. A, again, it, even in soap operas, they have multiple storylines going on. But somebody is a cousin of somebody or somebody's <laughs> situation is a cousin of the other situation. So... It would it would make absolutely no sense if you put these characters in there and they did they had nothing to do with with um the the main characters. So, I'm telling you, they just did not want to wait four seasons to get these characters. So these characters, when it happens in Six of Crows, like either they just forget about the past or it just doesn't affect their lives. Like they live on the other side of the ocean. Like they but, got their but, own but shit I'm saying, going on. As 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 the show is showing now, it is affecting their lives. So that's what I'm saying. In the future, if Six of if Six of Crows comes out, are they just going to ignore everything that happened in the past of the show? Like, I think it's going to be, it might be one of those things where either it'll be a spinoff, it'll be called Six of Crows, it'll be a whole different, quote unquote, a different show. And they'll like, I'm sure they'll reference it. They'll reference things that have happened, but it's just a different story, which is- You think different actors too? No, 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 no. Absolutely the same actors. Oh, well, then, yeah, I really don't understand how you can... It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. Anyway, they've got a job to cross the fold. It's for a million Kruger, which um, is clearly a lot because they just had that scene prior about um, how exciting it was that they had a painting that was worth 10,000 Kruger. And they've established there's multiple different types of currency uh, in the world. Like... Yes, because, yeah, Maul says he won five whole Kruger, and she's like, what the fuck are you going to do with foreign currency? Where are you going to spend this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So again, so, okay. very different countries. Um, they talk a little bit about, about Pekka Rollins. You get the first mention of him, who's this other, you know, gang boss. Um, Inej starts speaking about the other girls at the menagerie. And that's how you kind of get the idea that Kaz has purchased her indenture from the, the brothel that she works at. Okay. Um, and you said none of this is in the, in the book, right? So... That is like the fact that he purchases her contract from the brothel, um, and then she works like she works for him. At like 14. that's all. Yes, not as a prostitute. I mean, at the brothel, yes, but not for Kaz. No. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Because he recognizes her ability. She like what well, like you said the Batman where she just like disappears. He recognizes that in her and noted like knows that she's good for information. She's good for finding things. She's good for following people. Like she is exactly what he needs in his crew. Which is why you gotta figure that out somehow, right? Yeah. All right then. <laughs> All right There's then. a whole. I'm not. I'm not sure what they're gonna go into. So if they never talk about it, we'll we'll chat about it. But we'll see. Okay. Okay. 
but yeah, we get a chance to we get a chance to meet the the crows, the dregs. I lo- it's very exciting. I'm telling you, they just did not want to wait four seasons. That's the only reason they're here. I swear to God, they didn't want to wait four seasons to get these characters. But we do head oh, back I- to uh, head back to Ravka, where again we see Alina facing blatant racism. They will not even feed her. I thought he just said back of the line. Yeah, but like behind all the white people, like. Well, I mean, par for course. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, she, but she just decided not to eat. Yeah, she's like, this is not not even worth it. So Maul goes and steals food for her from the Grisha which, tent. Which that line, or not that line, but you saying that it's the dumbest, not even worth it. You're a soldier. <laughs> you need to eat. So not even worth it. How many times? Well, they haven't really talked about line? it, but she doesn't really have much of an appetite. Like it kind of talks about it in the book. She's kind of sickly. Um, she doesn't have much of an appetite. That's why, like, kind of the scenes of her, you know, running around with Maul was a little interesting because, like, she's always been a little on the sickly side. She can't really keep up as much um, endurance-wise and stamina-wise. She doesn't eat a whole lot. Um, they haven't really gone into that, though, so I'm curious if they will. But Maul goes to steal food <coughs> for her, and we meet Zoya. Yeah, the uh, the Grisha uh, horn Squaller. dog. Yes, I mean oh. either works. Either I thought, works. I thought that was her Grisha power. Was really being know, horny. Yeah, terrible. I was gonna be like, well, sign me up for this that world. Beautiful woman, <laughs> full on propositions him, and he's like, nah, I'm gonna just take these grapes and go. As far as I could tell, I would have been like, I mean, at first I was like, can we, can we kind of cover the half of the tent that's exposed to the world? You know, if we're gonna do this, because I mean, there are soldiers literally walking. I mean, three but feet she came out me. of like another room in the tent. Yeah, but she came on to me in the open world, like mm. not in the other room. Not like, hey, I got more grapes in here. Oh, you really? Let me go check out the grapes in the. Oh, this is what you wanted to do. Wow. No, it wasn't like that. <laughs> it was right out in the open. She didn't even turn off the lights or anything like that, so people can't see. Are we giving the show to the troops? Because I'm not down for that. Wow. You know, I'm not the I'm not the big voyeurism person. Yeah, Zoe's uh, straight up just like, you know what I do when I'm nervous? I bang strangers. Let's go. And then, actually, that right there would have been like, yeah, who have you done in this unit? Wow, wow. Because I'm close to them, and I know a couple of them got the uh Good Lord. The so- <laughs> Good Lord. And then she raises her hand, and you see, you didn't comment on it, so I don't know if you saw what was on her wrist. And I didn't no. see it enough that the next time we see her, I have to look. Because it almost looked like she wears a bracelet, and it looked like it was in her skin. And I'm really curious when we watch the next episode, look at her wrists the next time we see her. Because I couldn't tell if she was wearing jewelry or if it was literally coming out of her skin. But we'll talk about that whenever it comes up. Because I couldn't yeah, no, tell. I, I didn't notice anything. I just noticed the hand gesture and then the light, uh, the candle going out. Like she's maybe a wind yeah, a she's wind a, uh, talker or something. She's a squalor. So, yeah, she controls air. Okay. She's an airbender. Yeah. I mean, they're basically benders. Yes. Like... You got that's, your airbenders, your firebenders, your waterbenders. I haven't benders. seen water. We haven't seen water, though. They're called tide makers. We'll get there. And then uh, are are the healers just the, the heart ones? Yeah, so heart renders or healers. They can be either. Um, okay, because it seems like heart renders have uh, a lot of versatility in the abilities they can do. Yeah, so they're, I mean, they're just, they're great killers. They can basically stop your heart. They essentially can control your heart. So your heart rate, your heartbeat, your blood pressure, all that, they can just stop it they can make it go faster they can crush it inside your chest great killers how does the yeah but um, um how does the healing factor work 
so that's two different uh two different forms of training so when you're a corporeal key i want to say it is um you you're trained either as a healer or as a heart render okay um so they're they're just different yeah, let me check. I had to check that, yeah, because there's, there's different orders. So the corporal key, the order of the living and the dead, is the heart renders and the healers. And so when you're young, um, it's decided which one you're going to be, and you train in that specific one. Okay. So it works a little bit differently. Um, but yeah, Maul decides that Grisha women scare him, and he goes and finds Alina and gives her the grapes that they don't really eat. They have a whole conversation. They don't really eat the grapes. Yeah, no. So what was the purpose? <laughs> For him to <laughs> almost say- kiss her. But then back oh, okay. away at the last second, which again I'm still just like, what is happening here? Where is where? Who is this man? Because he is not Maloretsev. They they wanted a love story to go faster, because I'm gonna guess that eventually those two fall in love in the book. Um, so this was the way to to speed that up a little bit. That that's my I mean, only yeah. thought. They're they're just working. They're they're like, we need you to like him earlier. Like, it's we not need hard to, to tell yeah. in these things, you know, who the two characters are, you know. The only one that I've seen circumvent that um, that trope is, uh, like, Hunger Games. Because I thought for sure, and actually I haven't even finished the whole thing, so it could be the other way. But um, I thought I heard a spoiler where she got with the cake maker dude. Yes. Okay, so then, yeah, I thought, and when I first watched that, and I only watched the first movie... I thought for sure she was getting with the one dude from her town. Yeah, her, like, best friend for her whole life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only story that I've seen so far that's ever kind of broke that trope of, like, oh, yeah, these two, we see them in the beginning. Well, they're going to be there for, you know, the whole thing. Or It's a, it's a love the- triangle, like, the whole fucking time right up until the end. And then she gets with Peter. Anyway. All right, anyways. Spoilers. Yeah. There you go. Now you don't have to watch it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we go back to the dregs. So they're looking, uh, the, the crows, they're looking through for a way through the fold. Um, I just have a note that says his cane. I really what? like Kaz's cane. Cause it's a crow. It's a crow. It's a crow. Oh. But then they, so okay. they're talking about, we get a little bit more, um, sort of exposition on Ravka. So they kind of, we don't get anything about Ketterdam really from Ravka, but we do get some Ravka from Ketterdam. So they're talking about how the black heretic made the fold and now they have one of his kind in their army, like leading their army. So this general Kirigan that they've mentioned um, is whatever that guy was back then. So whatever kind of Grisha he was, he's the same kind. So he's like, okay, that's the one that made it. And now they have one just like chilling in their army. So I don't really know what's going on there. Um, They talk about, again, we get more of the Sun Summoner as this myth and how it doesn't actually exist. Um, And clearly Inej is more faithful than Jesper and Kaz because, you know, and they even flat out say at one one point, he's like, you're the only one of us that believes in higher power. So, but like, she is kind of like, oh, there's this myth of the Sun Summoner and they immediately show that like, doesn't exist. No, absolutely not. Little do they know. Little do they know. Uh, And then, so... I don't know. I'm very interested in the in the direction we're going with General Kirigan. Um, mostly in why the fuck does he have a name? I don't know why we gave him a name. That was really weird, and it's very odd to me. Why wouldn't you give him a name? Because the the Fjerden calls him Darkling. Um, when he when they, we get to that fight, like down in episode two, he calls him Darkling. That's what he's called. He doesn't have a name. He's just called the Darkling. And I'm like, did they just not want to say the Darkling like the entire time? Did they want it like, was that weird or something? And they just wanted to give him a name. Um, Yeah, he's just the Darkling. 
And it's weird but because he's... General Kirigan is a character in this franchise. Oh, so they merged two characters? On. But they didn't because he's entirely separate, has nothing to do with this storyline, has nothing to do with this character. But I'm just like, so now I guess the real person in the book who's Kirigan is never going to be a thing. I guess we'll do figure that out six books from so, now. So like you said, he merged two characters. There's a Darkling and there's Kerrigan, right? But they didn't merge it. They just gave one's name to the other. They didn't actually merge anything. Or, well, yeah, yeah, okay, like traits and stuff like yeah. that. Okay, I, I understand that. But the, So you may not, you're probably not going to get, you'll probably get the traits from somebody else. Yeah, like from, they're just going to rename him. They're like, we'll figure yeah. that out in seven seasons if we get that far. Or, or they may not do that at all. Or they just like, they could just write them out. They'll figure something yeah. out. But yeah, so General Kirigan, um, so whenever you... <laughs> I've been talking for months about how excited I am that Ben Barnes plays the Darkling. Um, that That's who that is. He's the Darkling. It's very exciting. Um, I literally, as soon as they cast him, I was like, even if this show sucks, at least we got Ben Barnes as the Darkling. Oh my God. It's oh my God. nothing exciting. No, it is though. I And you know it's what? It's <laughs> because two days ago, Netflix posted something back on her Tumblr in 2013. Lee Bardugo, the author of the books, fan casted Ben Barnes as like her dream casting for the Darkling. I was like, that is so cute. Wow. And so eight years just... later, he's playing the Darkling. I'm obsessed. I've gotten ahead of myself, but oh my God, that man is fine. I, it's just you fan. I really his, am. His looks, that's fine. Oh, so like his he's body, gorgeous. Like his, body of, his body of work isn't anything to be no, to Prince mire Caspian, off of. first of all, come at me with yeah, that Prince again. Caspian. Okay, so that's when we so all fell in love with him. we're on the same page of, of it's not the greatest Dorian Gray. I'm sorry, did we not watch The yeah. Punisher? Did we not both yeah. see Billy Russo? Yeah. Oh. And, and I remember his character distinctly being the one that I was just like, eh, no. we didn't really need that. No, we did. We did. I'm, oh. I'm obsessed. Billy Russo was probably the lowest point no, of the no, the was villains. Not. No, I was not. That pilgrim dude was the high- we're getting off point, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, you, I, I understand. Love ben I understand. I understand. He is a, an attractive man to a lot of do. women. I don't think you do. I, no, I I do from your uh, your orgasming over here. I don't think you get it. So I understand the eye candy thing to that, but if we're gonna be honest. And we're going to be about, like, talent. No, I actually think Let's... he's a phenomenal actor. Oh, okay. Well, then I have no idea what movies you watching uh-huh. that I didn't see. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, I actually, I was very excited when they cast him. I love him. Um, anyway, so we start talking about the Darkling. We start talking about General Kirigan. I'm sorry, General Kirigan. I'm going to call him the Darkling because that's what he is. Um, I really don't, I, I cannot get over it. I'm like, did they just not want to say the Darkling, like, all the time? Did they think that was, like, weird or something? It's going to bother me. Yeah, they don't care about, uh, they seem to have not cared about anything so far, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Alina is very worried about um, about Maul going in. And you have, like, little Alexei, like, you know, she's like, I'll be waiting here for you. And Alexei's next to her, like, and I'll be here the whole time. Like, oh, Alexei, no. I, I don't no. understand why he thought uh, he had a shot in the dark. <laughs> like, uh, who are you, bro? <laughs> like, didn't he just meet her? Uh, no, they're because they're they're friends. They they work in the cartographers unit together. Ah, uh, okay, okay. But again, well, I mean, you don't, don't really don't get anymore. that. But wow, wow. <laughs> but so Alina gets the phenomenal, genius, brilliant idea to burn some maps of West Ravka so that they need to bring a cartographer for which she volunteers. Goes perfectly without a hitch. Oh, 
works exactly as she needs it to. Oops, they want the whole unit. She's just getting everybody killed. Also, and that's when I, I was going to say that when we were watching that, too, because I was like, now that they're still going to go through this, uh, but with more people, uh, that means she's responsible for every death that just happened. Yeah, it's weird. On there, for the cartographers, yep. at least, because the other ones, they had to go. But the cartographers did not have to go. They did not. So she is responsible for how many people were in that unit are dead. Yeah, but in, again, in the books, they were all going regardless. There was no discussion. Okay. They probably um, should have kept that the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless they're going to use it as, like, this thing that, like, eats at her and, like, it becomes a plot point. I don't know. I feel like they're not. I feel like they're not at all. She's, 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 I feel like in these next episodes, because we did the first two, if, if anybody doesn't remember listening to the podcast. So I feel like in the third episode, we're just going to go right into uh, the next chapter of her, her life. And she will not bring that, you know, I got people killed. That should be a... A moment, maybe it will like be. a realization. Be. I really and, I hope mean, they she, do. She asks about it when she goes into the Darkling's tent, and she doesn't really know why they brought her there. She's like, you know, it was my fault. I got all of them killed. That's clearly why I'm here. And then they're like, nah. it should, it should be, it should be heavier toll though. Because, be. like you said, there's her friends. You know, they were they were cartographers together. You know, how many maps did they make? billions probably wow. Wow. so i mean they're just they're just assistants they're just learning so you know yeah but i mean alexi he's he's gonna be there <laughs> he's dead so <laughs> so wow. she shows up on the skiff so this was one of the things that like i was confused about from the get-go because in the trailer you have um the scene of like her showing up on the skiff and he's like what are you doing here like you shouldn't be here why are you here and i'm sitting there in the trailer like what no, you're supposed you you guys are both going together. But anyway, so he sees her on um he's like tell them you're too sick to go. And the only like the only glimpse we get that she's ever been like sickly is that she has a line. She's like I've never been that sick. Like I'm never that like I'm always sick, but I'm never that sick. Um Yeah, that's a throwaway line though. It is. I, so I was like I don't I know. I read into it. I don't know where we're going, but we can we talk about how good the fold looks? Like from the outside, the special effects on this look so fucking good. Um, how do they describe it in the book, though? Because, like, to me, it's just a dark wall of, of clouds. Hang on. If we'll pause in our, we'll, like, make a little pause here, and I can actually find the description in the book. So in the book, it's described as um, a dark slash on the landscape, a swath of nearly impenetrable darkness that grew with every passing year and crawled with horrors. So it's literally just, like, an, a complete absence of light. Within, like, you're just looking at something and suddenly... Have you ever seen that... What's that black called? Vanta Black? Vanta Black, yeah. It's basically, yeah. like, if you had a whole wall of that. Okay. Um, and then it's... She talks about how it's, um, it's like, drifting into a thick cloud uh, where there is no heat, no smell of fire, and it, like, dampens the sounds. Like, everything stops. You can't see mm. color. You can't see anything. It's, like, they talk about how the sand... Because it's, it's, you know, in this valley, the sand is gray and lifeless there's no color there's no heat there's no sound um other than like sounds that you make it's so, literally um, the I'm, absence of anything i'm guessing that that blue light that they were talking about must be something special right no i think that's just for the show because they wanted you to be able to see things because it's literally blackness like when they when she gets on the skiff they're going in and she she says like first she loses sight of the front of the boat and then she loses sight of the people next to her and then she can't even see her own hand in front of her face it is literal darkness so they added so the light how are in the they show going through uh 
because they just know they just know the path they just go straight you just go straight you don't deviate you just stay on your path but yeah Mm. so the the blue light is it was just for visuals it's just so you could actually see what was going on they just needed to be like because that's what they they, i mean they talk about like if you make if you make light if the um if the inferni start burning like they're the volker are gonna see you they're gonna come get you they're gonna like you don't you make no noise you make no no light no anything so then how did it go wrong in the book um i'm trying to remember i think it just like suddenly the volker started attacking and there's not usually a there's not always a reason for it that's kind of why it's so dangerous like you could do everything perfectly and they find you and they attack you and you're dead and that's done and that's kind of just what happens in the book is one second they're going across the they're going across and then the next they're being attacked and that's just how it goes and that's why it's so dangerous to to uh cross the fold I, I, I just keep thinking whenever they were going across i'm like why not just make like a gigantic covering because if you're all you're doing is going straight the whole time just get a a, a submarine type of build they literally just... talked about why didn't you dig under it and they're like they did no not not dig under it i just said get a submarine type of boat so that meaning they that just it's tear covered, that apart so it's covered all the way around put the thickest armor you can uh on the top and then just have it drift so it just looks like it's a dead piece of wood or whatever drifting i'm gonna go with this thing forward. has been here for three or four hundred years they've probably tried everything really i'm gonna go with that I, i'm sure nobody has ever thought of let's just put some metal on top I, of us i believe in the beginning of this episode i came up in two seconds away for them to solve again the majority it's of been their problems. three to four hundred years i'm sure they've thought of it just so going, going with, with that so we get the next? most brutal. Okay, I wasn't sure. You know, when you get a YA show, you're never sure like how you know what's the age rating going to be like on this. You know, how are things going to look? They this is fucking brutal attack. Which, okay, yeah, they there's a little gore when they're the the Volcra. They, the, the Vol, Volcra are just ripping people off the boat. Um. So I this was the thing that I saw last night. Well, I didn't see the Volcra, but I saw uh, her on the when I was looking at the YouTube channel. So I and I quickly rolled away. So I didn't see anything later. But this gotcha. was it was the attack. I said, remember, I told you she was on a boat and then all of a sudden she was looking up and uh, then like giant feet landed on the side of the boat. And then I was like, oh, this show looks like it's going to be good. And then I was like. And when they showed a guy, they like sped to another like another guy, and I was like, "Oh crap, this might be Shadow and Bone." So I, you know, Proud of I you. moved away. But yeah, this is, so this part was um, there was a part in this scene that got me What's kind that? of excited. So they're attacking, they're ripping people off the boat. Uh, she gets you know knocked down or or whatever, um, and she looks over. And Mal is being yeah, clawed is. and lifted up. And I was like, okay, you made me think it was going to go into where these two are going to be together and you're going to rip him out of her life right now. Let's go. Show me <laughs> the effects of her post-traumatic, you know, uh, stress and all. Like, yes, I, I'm, I'm here for this. Not the, the ripping yeah. apart of two people <laughs> that never got to con confess their feelings for each other but the fact that you're going different from a show from a story that you know 
that I would kind of see saw as predictable with these two characters at least. So in in that instance, I was like, he's dead. This is awesome. Uh but then they just they said no, we're, we're you know, yeah, let's get right so, back on the train. Um, they start the Volker start attacking everybody. The Inferni is trying to burn as many as she can. She gets fucking wrecked, which I didn't see coming. Yeah, a lot of confidence for no reason because she it was tried. like two seconds. She was like she was like in the beginning going into the the void or whatever. She had all these commands, you know, I'm tough as nails type of thing. Getting in there, getting attacked, come at me, bro. They did, and she they're had just very, for very powerful. Okay, did you so, see how big that thing was? Like, you actually get to full on see a frontal, like, full shot of it um, when it's behind the guy that originally lit the lantern, like a dumbass. Um, and they look really, really good, and, like as far as like the effects go. Um, so this is where Alexi is supposed to die. He is like the first one dead. Um, it. It, one of the Volcara just comes for him, grabs him immediately. She, like, desperately tries to pull him back. They're, like, screaming at each other. She's, like, holding on for dear life, trying to hold her friend um, while he's being ripped out of her arms. And then he just is gone. Uh, and that's how Alexi dies. But we gave him a little more of a story here. Oh, okay. uh, but Yeah, so she watches Alexi die. She watches all these people around her die. Maul comes and finds her. He gets grabbed. Um, she manages to pull him back down. And then, yeah, they just have that moment, like, they're both going to die. Like, it is not, it's not a, like, I think we're going to, it's, they know for certain. She just kind of gives up. She's like, there's no fighting this. I'm not going to fight this. So, you know, he's dying. It's all very dramatic. They have, you know, I'll, I'll see you at our meadow, which is where they used to play as children. And it grabs her. And then she just lights up. Yeah. And she, they, they kind of make it like this angelic heavenly thing because she's like in mid-air kind of uh since she's being pulled and um she just i don't know it just it, it fades at that moment it fades but you find out later what happened in that scene because alexi saw the whole thing Which, as he was how running. did he whatever whatever how did he make how it out of the shore and how did he see that was all the way all the that far away and the fact that you can't even see through that light but whatever whatever i get it it's fine um other question is just real fast. Why are there lanterns on the boat? It's a great question. Why would you even have a lantern on that boat? Why would you even have one? Yeah, like there was no no purpose for it question. whatsoever. Um, mm. but yeah, so she okay. lights up. You know, her little light bright kind of goes off. Um, and then she passes out. And then yeah, Alexi stumbles across into West Rothko. You're telling me this little boy ran. They were at two markers out of thirty seven, and he ran on foot through the fold into wet like he made it all the fucking way. are you kidding me are you kidding me that like well, what you didn't know is that alexi is a grisha apparently of speed, and he has the speed force and he was Usain able to run Bolt all the over way here. oh my god that yeah. was like and the fact it's so, weird I mean, to me that we just had this whole huge thing about like how dangerous the shadow fold is and you can't get through it but this motherfucker just ran like he's fine did they ever say in the book like what's the like time it takes uh, to get across? They, I don't think so. Because I would think from what they showed in there, it's not a long trip. Because they were like, "Oh, we're at mm -hmm. marker one," and she was like, "How many markers so do we have?" So it can't be more than like, like an 30, hour. What seven? Yeah, like yeah. it's not a long trip to get across. You just have to play it smart. Um, 
I rather I would rather them have done a thing where it's it's pitch blackness, but then you just do a a, a camera angle to where the, the audience knows that it's pitch black and the characters know that it's you know pitch black they can't see anything at all we just can see the characters because right. we're the audience you have to show the characters just do it that way and then just make it a noise that goes off because one of the you know alexi or something like that dropped something and that's what causes them to yeah you know, they gotta get the visuals get attacked ah. you would have got the visuals we could still see everything the the alexi getting dropped across again it's it's spilling into six yeah, of crows. Yeah, so apparently at like, some point he's kidnapped and taken to Ketterdam. Um, and this makes a little more sense. So I was like, that's across the ocean. But now we know it's two weeks later. Uh, so we're we're two weeks past when that happened. Um, and they get the heart render to slow his heartbeat. Apparently he couldn't talk because he was having a panic attack. And she's just like, let me slow your heartbeat. And now you can talk again. That was interesting. I literally thought they needed her to torture him. I thought she was just some... Uh, I thought her ability was like something to be able to make people tell the truth or something yeah, like that. That's really. all I thought it was. Yeah, if she just can control somebody's heart rate, then okay, bully for her. How about you try not uh, torturing the guy, and maybe he could, you know, calm <laughs> down. You kidnapped him. Like you need a. a it's, but he. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of seems like he tells them it's the Sun Summoner, and they shoot him, and uh, that's where we leave off. And we never figured out why he wants to go across, right? The uh, the guy that shot him. No, yeah, they don't know. That shot Alexi, the the gangster. He just has a mission, million yep. dollar mission, basically. Okay. And my first note for episode two was just all caps nudity question marks. Which we didn't which get we any. None. I think it's like a show wide like thing. So uh, if you didn't see it when you opened the episode up, when you started up, it says you know rated TV what whatever for violence, language, and nudity. And I was like, oh, who's going to be naked? Yeah, we got none. Somebody, if somebody it's just going to be but Alina, right now, like, getting bathed for the first time in the palace, I'm going to be bummed. If I don't get, like, give me, like, Darkling ass, oh. okay? I don't care if it's not in the book. We're going to do that trope. Give me that. Wait, who, what, where are we? I just watched something where there's a lot of nudity, but it's all, I mean, it was the first time, and I was like, it's all just kind of Ooh, male. Nice. What was it? Oh, Titans. Really? Titans. That's all it Maybe is. You gotta watch that show. They they they, they kind of go out of their way to just be like, well, we're just showing dude. Weird. Butt. That's it. Um. Anyway, we got. I guess we're gonna get like a different Shadow and Bone logo to open each show, which is very cool. Because this which one cool. was like the heart. Yeah, I like that. I, was, I, like that I was into that. Um. But we start off with a testing flashback. So they. They kind of explained it a little bit um, when kids are young and in, in Ravka, the Grisha testers go around like house to house, village to village, and they test all of the children. And if it's found that you're a Grisha, then you're taken to the little palace where that's where you grow up and, and you're raised in the little palace and you're trained to be a Grisha and you're trained in your powers and you join the second army. Um, so we like start off, you know, they're in their orphanage and the Grisha testers are coming and, you know, the older kid is telling them all a story about how it goes and everybody's like talking about the kind of Grisha they would want to be and all the lives they would lead. And he's, you know, it's, it's a really good thing for these kids. Cause like, you're going to eat the best food and you're going to have a family and you're going to have warm clothes and you're going to have a place to live. And it's going to just be this, you know, dream life. 
and, and yeah, Alina and Maul decide not to. So in the book, Alina and Maul are the youngest at the orphanage. So they're the only two that are there for testing. Um, none of the other kids are t- like they like the you know the testers come in and they're like this is all you have and she's like yeah like just just these two kids um, and they don't run away they they don't run away so that was an interesting addition so how to get past it that's a thing that comes up later but okay. they are yeah all they're right. both tested uh, as children which is part of why Alina knows for a fact. And Maul knows for a fact that she's not Grisha, that there has to be some mistake because she was tested when she was a kid. You know, she was eight years old. Oh, so it's something to where whatever happened to them or whatever stopped a full regular test going, they it made them believe both yes. as kids that they're not. Yeah, so that's okay. kind of like a weird thing to take out okay. because that gives you the idea, like especially, and they uh, clearly they're going in this direction because multiple characters brought it up of where you think that Alina lied to Maul, that like she knew and just didn't say anything, or she hid it her whole life, and that's why they ran from the testage because she knew and she didn't want them to take her away. But that's not what. So I'm curious to see how all that plays out. But yeah, they. Uh, mm. But it seemed like it doesn't even matter to him. If so, even if they're writing it that way, it literally seems like it doesn't matter to him. He just wants to be with her. Like, cause it was there was no stop and let me think about what my two friends are telling me of like if she knew all along, that means she was lying to you. Like this was just whatever, dude. You know, I'm uh, I'm gonna stay. I'm not gonna leave. Uh, you know, to go after her because of you guys. But it wasn't like was she lying to me? Like really, yeah, I don't this know. whole time. Like it was, there was never those shots. Yeah, it's like other characters like tried to say that to him, but he never bought into it. Yeah. So there, I mean, it, it seems like that's wasted writing. Then if he's, if there's not, if you're gonna, if you're not gonna plant the seed of doubt in the character, I'm not gonna get it uh, as so a. I'll be writer. curious to see how that plays out, and then if it never comes up again, then we'll talk about like how things go in the books. Um, but like even from the first moment, you can tell how things are different because Maul is put on a stretcher, taken to medical or like the regular like med tent, and she has a Grisha healer come and heal her bones. Which is counterproductive is. of an army. If you got a if you got a whole troop of people that can heal faster than a band-aid can, then why don't you have them do that to everybody and it'll get your soldiers back on the field quicker? It just sounds like the people of uh Revka or Ravka dumb. <laughs> and they wow. deserve to be taken over by Shuhan wow. and Fierda. You know what? I'm I'm okay. rooting for Shuhan right now Change because I haven't seen them. The All right. It's gonna be a thing. Well, no, the Fjordans just seem like wildlings. We've met we them, met right? We met one of them. No, we yeah, met a whole we, we, only group of talked. them. Wildlings. The that's the what they are so far. Oh, is that yeah, like a small that's, faction that's of the, the Fjordans? Yeah, that's what was telling Alina about. That was the, the Druskelis who attacked them. It's like a, they're elite fighters that hunt Grisha. They're witch hunters is what they call themselves. Oh, well, they... <laughs> okay. <laughs> So if they're elite hunters, they had they showed no <laughs> elite skill other than I can yeah. shoot you. That's not that's not a that that's not a counter Grisha thing. That's just a counter human being thing. Like you can shoot somebody. Cool. They can shoot you really I get well. It. The 
think about Avatar: yes. Last Airbender, and what was her name? I think May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one, yeah. the the gymnast. There is somebody that specialized in taking out somebody with superpowers. She can nullify your abilities by punching you in certain spots. These people just shoot you. Okay, I can hire anybody but to do that. What are these special are highly training for? trained fighters. They are. They're not highly you trained. You just haven't just, seen them yet. All right, you haven't seen them enough yet. <laughs> they're, sh they're shooter and knife throwers. And, I've okay, seen both but can of we talk about the fact that, okay, so the, the Kefta, it's mentioned, are bulletproof, which, again, why doesn't the first time I have these? Whatever. So the Kefta are bulletproof. So the one guy gets shot, and it takes him, you know, he falls, but he doesn't die because it's bulletproof. So then the Fjordans, the Druskel, switch to a knife, and he knifes him from like a hundred feet away and he gets it right between the two sides of his coat. That's your elite fighter right there. Cause what? No, you no, get out. Get out you of here. get out. Get out of here. What do you mean elite fighter? Because I can throw it. Why don't you start with that? If you were oh an elite God. fighter and you know they all wear bulletproof you. coats, how would you start so with the way? And you know, I hate the ref, the Refka army. That's what I hate. I hate the Ravka army because they're, they're, they're not the smartest whatsoever. They oh should have been God. invaded. Hundreds oh of God, years ago. Hundreds of years ago. Wait a minute. Oh okay, God. so are you telling me also that are you telling me also that Shuhan and uh Fierda don't have Grisha? So are people with Grisha abilities? The Grisha and Fierda are killed. Um and the Grisha and Shuhan are basically experimented on. They're carved up for science experiments. Okay. So we've we've never said it. Yeah, they like haven't that established so far on the that show, yet. Though. I can understand the 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 North and them calling them witches. I saw that, so they you can be like they're just you know, hey, these people are are witches. We don't rock with them. But Shuhan, they haven't shown anything just yet. So that that makes no sense. Then if why would you treat your people like you know even more crap here in this world? I mean, in this country, Ravka. Like you, the the lower ends really dislike. Is it just because of the 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 um the, the not the wage gap, gap. <laughs> the, uh, the way that they're treated differently? Are you know like um more protected? They just don't the trust class them. Gap, um, you know, like standard humans have never really trusted Grisha. They are afraid of them um in a lot of ways, and it's like I mean the way that people fear anything that's different. Um, and it's talked about, like, I don't know if they've mentioned it in the show yet, but, like, before the Darkling came along and was, like, the general of the Second Army, they weren't really, like, oh, no, because Ivan talks about it in the coach. He's like, yeah, before he came along, like, we were treated like crap. But now that he's here, like, they fear us and they respect us. And we're, you know, we have a position here. Um, but. It, it just seems like they were a bunch of farmers before. And then they had Grisha. And so, the, like, were Grisha born Grisha in the country? Born everywhere. Or did they migrate over there? Okay, so then it just seems like if these are the only people that are helping and every other country is, like, either experimenting or just outright just killing them, it's like they're on your side, bro, and they could help you win. Well, it's like they're you know, not killing not like you they... and they're not slicing you up, but they're also not treating you like humans. That makes no sense. It's racism. Okay, but yes. Well, I mean, I've already told you from the beginning of this. This whole thing is rampant with it. And then, um, so the I don't author, know, these, these books so the that you author guys like, herself is Jewish, and she's talked about how like the Grisha are written with that perspective of like the Jews being um hunted and distrusted in their own countries and not thought of as real people by their own people and uh like by their own countries and things like that. 
So that's a little bit where that comes from and like that kind of perspective. Hmm. I, uh, it just, it seems like though their with their abilities and their talents and the things that they actually do for their country that You'd you think, would not. And yet people are always racist. Of... So like, is it really that hard to believe that if the fucking X-Men came out of nowhere, that people would not distrust them and think that they needed to be regulated or killed or hidden or whatever. Like normal people would never stand for that. They would always be afraid of that because they fucking suck. Maybe I just got to, I have to see the, the past of Rafka. Like anyway, you know, when Grisha's were first introduced. That, that was a whole tangent that got off on the fact that like in the first two seconds of the episode, Maul goes to medical and Alina gets healed by a healer. It's immediate in episode yes. two. Um, we switch back yeah. to Ketterdam real quick for a little fight between Kaz and Inej because Inej is adamant that she can't leave. You know, she shows off the tattoo that is basically her sign that she's owned by that brothel. Um, you know, Kaz has not finished paying her off, so he doesn't, you know. Oh, is that what that tattoo meant? I took it as that meant that she was uh, a part of a, sif- a specific no. race or culture and because they she... didn't want her. No, because she the, looks the at, there's a, there's a split second in the previous episode where she looks at the other woman, the heart render, and who also came from a brothel. And she has a, a, a flower tattooed because she belongs to the orchid brothel. So uh, Inej has like a cage okay. tattooed on her hand because she belongs to the menagerie brothel. And she's like. I thought no, it was because of her race. Uh, I mean, she does belong to that particular brothel because of her race, because they specialize in exotic women. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so she's like, I literally cannot leave the city because if I come back after that, like, they'll kill me. I am literally owned by these people. Um, I can't go. So they have a little fight about that. He says something. She says something. She disappears like Batman again. Yeah, which apparently she just has that. She does. That She's ability. very good. Uh, and then my next note is just all caps. Okay. Darkling. Is that where he's? Um, that's after he saves her. Huh? No, we we haven't even got. We are not, so far not, before that fight that we just talked about. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No, that we're we that, at that are part well with the in the beginning of this whatever. episode because he she just got delivered good to the Lord. Darkling's tent. Um, and she still doesn't know why. Okay. Like, she has no idea why she's there. She doesn't understand what happened because essentially that all happened. She doesn't know that it was her. So she doesn't understand why they're taking her. Um, all she knows is that she passed out. She woke up. They grabbed her and they're marching her through camp. They're saying she needs to go to the general's tent. She has no idea what's happening. Um, and then when people start talking, you know, they... You know, he asks, you know, what happened? And somebody starts talking about, you know, the Volker were attacking and there was this huge light and she's not. And she's like, yeah, no, I, I saw it too. Like, that was crazy. And then somebody's like, it was her. And she's like, excuse me? I'm sorry, what? It, uh, a bit of the theatrics uh, to, to test her, I will say. Um, I they mean, it up a little bit. Look, you don't have a really sharp claw ring that you can just slice people open with there i don't know i'm just figuring like she's important or from what they tell me like if i'm if i'm the darkling guy which now it just (laughs) sounds kind of racist if (laughs) if i'm this dude and i know that or i believe that there is this you know prophecy and i know it could be possibly true actually i don't even understand why you would ever doubt that as a grisha um of the 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 sun summoner 
and you told me that's what happened. And I see you guys came back and you got multiple eyewitnesses. I'm going right in for the, I'm like, hey, this is what happened. This is what they tell me was happened. I'm going to test you right now. And I'm going to test her. You know, it could be a scene where she freaks out and she doesn't want to be. And I force it upon her. You know, that's the bad part or whatever. But like, that's my goal. And that's my desire. Like he knows that's what he needs, you know, whatever to take down the tear. Unless that's not what he wants to do. I mean, he's a darkling. So the he wants cutting to, her to is what he around. does to test her. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. But, like, I'm saying the way they portrayed it in the show, it was just kind of like this big, like, build-up. Like, he kind of slowly, you know, <laughs> approaches her. Let me have your arm, please. And then there's, like, the slow cut with a little bit of sunlight coming out. And then the more he goes down, the more sun it's comes out. Fancy. and You got uh, Mal in the outside. Yelling her name, Again, and then he sees the Maul light. Is in the tent like, when all of this is happening, but he is right there. Like he, the Darkling speaks to him he, and is like, "You, you were right next to her. Tell me what happened." And he like says it. He's like, he just says he doesn't. He didn't see anything. He said he saw the bright light, but he didn't see where it came from. Um, and it's like, so it, this is all really interesting with how we're portraying. I'm just really confused about Maul in this story. Um, because they're in the tent, everybody's talking, you know, and it's kind of this thing that like nobody and this didn't come across because like nobody can really believe this is what happened. Because essentially all the Grisha that are standing back, everybody in the first and second army that is back behind, you know, didn't go into the fold. All they saw was a skiff go into the fold, come back after having been horrifically attacked. And all these people are talking about seeing something that has never existed before and that's only been talked about as a myth. So it's all, all these people are like, okay, they are a little post-traumatic distress. All right. They kind of thought they saw some things. The fold does weird. You know, when you're in that kind of darkness and when you're in that kind of fear, like it does things to you. So you have all these people that don't believe that's what happened. And then you have both sides of it from the people, even the eyewitnesses that were there are saying, you know, I saw this bright light and it was her. I saw this bright light, but I don't know what, it, like, I don't know where it came from. Um, people that are there don't believe it. They're like laughing that these people could believe something like this, which is kind of why he has to go up and like, you need like, show me what you did. And she's adamant that it didn't happen. She is. And it's not that she's trying to hide anything. She legitimately does not know that it happened. So, yeah, it's a little more understandable in the book of, like, why this is a huge thing. Like, even, I think I even have a note. Yeah, it even says in here, because, like, Zoya talks a little bit about what happened. And my note just says, oh, Zoya's not such a bitch in the show. Because she's a fucking bitch in the books. She is, like, a Regina George mean girl of, like, people start talking about, like, they're like, oh, this girl, you know, this girl who's just, like, a cartographer who's dirty and sickly and little is, you know, she could be the sun summoner. And Zoya's, like, laughing at her and talking with her friends. Oh, giggle, giggle. I'm like, oh, she's not such a bitch in the show. She just sounds like a normal person. I mean, she does just seem like a normal person on this one. Curious to see if that changes. That changes... They're changing stuff up. You but, know, uh, yeah, so. so he he cuts her. The light comes out. Uh, we don't really get a whole big look at his powers in the tent, um, which, again, you do in the show because he kind of, like, envelops them all in the darkness. Essentially, he's the Darkling. He controls darkness. She's the Sun Summoner. She controls light. It's a whole thing. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, okay. so Maul sees it, and, like, he just walks away. Like, he's trying to get to the tent, and he sees the light, and he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll leave now. But why? Why did that change anything? 
Because I'm yeah. not wanted there. Which is That's so not is. how law works, so I'm confused. It's this is definitely well, you already know I mean this is not, you know, the mall character. This is gonna be until they either get together or, you know, <laughs> not. Like whatever the other option whatever is. Whatever it is, you know. Yeah, because I don't know any other option right now besides this is the where it's just going. Like unless you just kill him and which I don't see them doing because they're gonna want to keep that you know that there's no love triangle i mean it'd be crazy or um out of left field if they started to make um what's his name a love character or love interest uh the, ben the barnes oh yeah i'm just saying that would i mean it would work it would work wow for you it would uh, work, yes. whatever <laughs> but for a story standpoint I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll I see. don't know. So that's all very dramatic. Maul walks away. We head back to Ketterdam. And my note just says, damn, Kaz got his ass beat. Oh, well, I mean, yes. The thing I had a question is, where are your bodyguards? Not here. Not here. Because he has them everywhere, right? At his club, yeah. When he's looking out in the club, he had at least. He, I don't know. Wasn't he at the club? He was at the club. He doesn't go anywhere else. He goes from club to other business. Like, that was it. So, yeah. I but don't we do get a chance to uh, more personally meet Pekka Rollins, the other gang boss who runs the Dime Lions. Uh, and basically, like, it's so hard for me to imagine that this guy, who's probably middle aged, very successful, the most successful gang boss in all of Ketterdam, is like having to talk like this to a teenager. And understand, I don't understand, why didn't he just kill him? It's a great him? question. He killed the other guy. He and he did. took over his whole business. Why not just he kill did. that dude? Why not kill uh, Kaz? That made no sense to me. So I'm like, you're giving this dude an ultimatum, maybe because you have history together? But then when he asked him, he was like, like no. um, have we ever worked together? Or, and he's like, no, because you would have been dead. Or you so yeah, remembered. Kaz seems to be, there seems to be some sort of implication so... that Kaz and Pekka have at least run across each other although Pekka doesn't seem to have any knowledge of that. Yeah. I Maybe when he was a kid, you know, there was something, but... Yeah, Inej says he's I, obsessed yeah. with taking down Pekka Rollins. It's a thing, apparently, that's been... This is not the first time that this has happened, that his name has come up, so clearly there's some sort of history there with Pekka Rollins. Uh, wow. He killed his family. But uh, Inej gets called back to her brothel, and that's kind of where... And then as soon... It's like one of those, like, you trade out the actors like Inej leaves Kaz enters yeah um it, what's 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 the brothel the, oh, the, madam the madam's is name okay so Helene how dangerous is she in combat Oh, uh, that's a good question. And so Inej is afraid of her because like Helene has beat her before. Helene beats the women that work for her. Um so I get that. I could get Inej that. fight her? I mean with her 14 knives. There's not even a could is but part Inej of that mystifies herself into her room, slices her throat, and goes off. But I understand that because Inej yeah. is a religious person and she's like, I'm not going to kill anybody. So that's what I was thinking initially. Then we get a scene later on where she's like, religion <laughs> out the window. This is my freedom. I can kill this dude. That's all I got to do. 
you could have took care of that a long time ago with well, the you, initial I mean, there's problem. also the psychological you, bit of like she's she is visibly physically afraid of this woman like she and she talks about like in the books in her books talks about you know being ashamed of that like you know one you know thinking i hear this woman's voice in the distance like thinking that she's going to be near me i like freeze up and i freak out and then she realizes that's a ridiculous thing but she can't get past it because again this woman this woman bought her when she was 14 when she was a child yeah, no, nah, I, I I understand the psychological implications, you know, the impact that she has on her, uh, you know, it's, it's years and years, you know, of of torture and stuff like that, um, and all the the craziness that she probably just put her through at working at a brothel at fourteen years old. So I, I get that. I, I definitely get that type of situation. Um, I, and there's probably so much that they can show in the actual show and not go too yeah. dark you know to to make it be like okay yeah she got this deep psychological hold over her but when it came to you know hey i can kill this one person type of situation okay and it's just maybe it's because i just didn't see the evil from uh helena yeah. i just heard about it you know she just looks like your average that's, that's like, probably what that was middle-aged white woman broth yeah, like okay, and then she had one guy in the back, knife him. You still got twelve knife knives left. You've been free. Yeah, so you're free. <laughs> you could probably even run the place if you want. Uh, but we did get a name so, uh, in the midst of all of that from uh, uh, Kaz counts or Kaz catches a woman counting cards in the club, and through his Sherlock Holmes yeah, deductions, realizes that she's Ralkin. Which, like, really? Like you, you came, you came across that. No, 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 because you know what this reminds me of now that I think about it. Because she talks about how you know she's saying she's West Robka and she comes from West Robka, and he notices that that's bullshit because of the way she counts her money. Because West Robkins count their money hand to hand, and she's counting it all in one hand. That reminds me of the scene from um, Inglorious Bastards when Christoph Waltz realizes the guy is an American and not a German because he asked for three beers and he holds up his index, middle, and ring finger instead of. That's exactly oh, yeah, what that yeah, scene is. Yeah. Wait, well, he whatever wasn't he was, he, he didn't British. count the same way Germans count. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Not important. Wow. Important thing is he wasn't German. Okay. Okay. So yeah, she she wasn't uh West she was Ravkin. Ravkin yes. and which, or whatever. Yeah, which begs the question she was how the fuck did you East get through the fold? Which is where we get the name the conductor. From there, we get the name Poppy, and we've got a lead. We're on our way. So which doesn't make any sense also to me is like, okay, so there's clearly ways to get through the This fold is all new. This is all new. That Okay, because I was say they're they're very successful if this dude has been in business yeah, for a minute. They're essentially like it's a coyote running people across the border. So if coyotes can figure it out, how can't the it's a military great question. figure it out? I don't know, because it's not in the books. Uh mm. but uh Alina, okay. we're kind of bouncing back and forth. Alina's taken to the Darklings coach. She doesn't want to go. She wants to go see Maul. They won't let her. She's kind of forced in. She's put in a kefta. And uh and then we get like the very dramatic of like Maul running after the coach, screaming her name, Alina, Alina. No, nothing never happened. Who is this man? Who is this man? He is a man in love. Literally the with, last time uh, that they see each other when she's pulled into that coach is that they're in that tent. She's just showed her powers. And then she looks back at him as she's being pulled away. And then the crowd just steps in front of him. And he's like frozen, just looking at her. 
it's a very innocent story between the two of them uh, that they've that they've written there's no flaws whatsoever that i can see so far with both of them this is the world is Uh, flawed around the show and is yeah yeah in the show yeah so i don't because i don't know how they're portrayed in the in the book or anything like that so it, it literally is like there is no wrong in their parties both of them at this point, right? yeah, like they haven't really seen anything. They're they're both just trying to survive in this shitty world. There's no massive lie that came out, you know, or something like that. Like, oh crap, like uh, like that they're trying to say, like the world is trying to put on her at least to him. Like, oh yeah, she knew all along type of situation. But like, there's there's nothing. Like there, there's so, I I think they really want the audience to just be like, these are your two protagonist heroes yeah. root for them they're they they're they are the captain americas there there's no you know walker u.s agent on this this is full-blown which in my opinion that's makes fair. them boring and that's why like i'm definitely interested in the the crow's story like i like i like their dealings and their backhanded oh, you're gonna and, love Kaz. you know the the shadiness so um i like that but right now the the main story i would say is just kind of straightforward hero story you know well she's been moved at the point where we're at after you know going into episode three she's been moved into the palace so clearly a new sort of chapter is going to start so we'll see if that changes but uh yeah i think it's the training stuff the training session is what we're going to get Ooh, how long are they going to take with anyway, that? Anyway, Maul runs after the coach. She's it, trying to get her. I don't know who this man is. Uh, and Zoya, again, is right there. And she's like, you know, she's in good hands, but she seems really annoyed about it. She might be just the 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 thing that the, uh, what do you call it? What was the stupid Twilight triangle? Love triangle? With, uh, no, oh, but the, I'm, I'm thinking of the names. Yeah, the Jacob and, uh, uh, who's Edward? the other one? Team Jacob and Team Edward. Yeah, that might be the thing between her and Alina and freaking Mal. That's 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 the only thing I can see her because there's another purpose for her. She's a witness. <laughs> She's a witness. As much as okay. I can tell. Yeah, that. Right. I mean, that's it. If in the annals of history of Ravka, she would be the person that saw it all. That's it. She has no bearing on anything. I mean, right? I don't know. Yeah, in the show, As of that's episode, what I'm saying. Yeah, she is in not the show really so far, much. except proposition. Maul. She tried exactly. She tried to bang Maul. Didn't work. She got to see and survive a horrendous attack, uh, and that's it. And then she just said, "Hey, there it is." And then when when Maul is chasing down the cart or whatever, you just said it yourself. She was there. <laughs> That is the biggest definition of her. Oh, She's man. there. So it's kind of like, does she does she have a little more prominent role? In, not prominent, I would say, but more fleshed uh-huh. out role in the book? So far, uh, I'm saying. So far, just from what we've seen. You've only page seen her, 83 yeah, at this or point whatever. In the book, you've seen her once because she drove by in a coach and she was just some girl leaning out the window looking at Maul. But you got a personality, and then you see though, her right? In the tent, like laughing like a mean girl. That's it. That's the only thing we've seen of Zoya so far. Yeah, so she's not a mean girl in the show. She's just horny girl. That's all I've seen. We'll see what she's happens. Horny and we'll she's see there. what happens. I don't know where they're going with a lot of this. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, so far it's fine, but I'm just letting you know what she's what she is but right so now on the show. We're in the horny uh, and over there. Horny and over there. Okay, <laughs> so we're in the coach. Um, yep. They haven't given Ivan a name, but I'm pretty sure that's who it is uh, in the coach with her. Um, and then the other guy is Fedyor, who they do introduce. And Fedyor is like nice. Ivan's this like dickhead who's just sitting there being mean. He's I about guess, business. He's though. being a dick he's about being, it. He, 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 you, at some <laughs> point when the world is on the line type of thing, or your world is on the line, and he's in the military and he knows how much people hate Grisha and he knows that th- what this prophecy of this Sunbringer or the Sun Summoner can do for people like him yeah he could be nice i mean about it, it, it's got to be about business she's scared if somebody were like aaron another dr martin luther king one day will come through and set you know uh, a gigantic change for for civil rights for a bunch of different people and i get a whiff that i got that person in the same car of it's not gonna be nice yeah it's down to business oh it's down God. to business Sometimes it's like, hey, bro, you got a lot on your shoulders right now. All right. This is what it says you can do. You've proven a glimpse that you can do this. This is what we're up against. You need to know everything that you're up against. So you're prepared for it. So you don't, it's it's not time for nice. Wow. We're in the middle wow. of a war. I just think Ivan could be a little nicer. <laughs> in the middle of a war. has the same thing and he's nice. All right. How long did Fed your last? Okay. I thought he's the one that no, caught the No, because that was a guy in chest. a blue kefta. Fedor's wearing red. Okay. But he got, I but thought Fedor got shot, it. though. He's fine. Uh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's just on the ground. And then and then that's yeah. when they check the hearts. And, okay. But, yes, yeah, okay, so that's when you get the conversation that, yes. in, in the coach um, about, you know, before the Darkling came along, like, being Grisha was a fucking death sentence. And now it's not. So, yeah, we like this guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't see anything bad about him, you know. So far, he's just—he's the most powerful one. It kind of seems uh, when it comes to raw, raw strength. I would say that was cool. You gotta, you gotta admit that was cool. Yeah, it was. No, it was very cool. No, no, it was. It was very cool. Like his his uh, special abilities and everything like that are cool on the on the hierarchy of ranking. I'm saying those heart people. They can, they can. Like, it's kind of limited. Like I think you know they can really only focus on one at a time, so it's not like they can like do a whole group of people all at once. Um, but yeah, but in war, yeah, it's about it's who fair, you kill, not how many. I do many. love a good heart render. Um, I just, why does my note just all caps say fatality? Oh, you know what? Because that's because exactly it was what that they guy are getting doing. Shot in the head with the arrow out of nowhere. By by the oh yeah fighters yeah <laughs> no by a guy that knows how to and pull a bow a back and shoot an arrow no Emma, I can't and you can, can do you. that are you an elite Grisha hunter are you no, no I can cannot. do that too show me a Grisha and I'll show you a, a regular wow. person anyway, that can take him out they're Alina not elite grabbed, hunters very dramatic Darkling does the cut I just got really excited because the Fjerden so far is the only one who's called him Darkling. Um, cause yeah, he calls Alina a witch. He calls the darkling darkling. Um, is it a negative, uh, you know, like, no, name it's just title? His name. like it's just his title uh, for him. It kind of seems a little, you know, negative <laughs> and racist, but whatever. Um, yeah. How do they describe him as in the book? As far as what he looks like? 
like just yeah, his, as he looks like, his personality, like when he's first introduced, is he like this suave he character is or something like that? Somebody that he's that kind of powerful that you know is on your side, but you're still scared of him because he's just so much. It's like it's like having the title and not a name is a very good representation of the fact that like he's very larger than life. He's almost not a person with like just how important he is and how big of a I just not even know how big of a person he is, just of an idea that he is. This this general of the second army, this darkling that is um that has done so much for for Grisha and Grisha relations and and changed so much. And he's basically, you know, the king's right hand, um, you know, because he runs the king's Grisha army. He's just a very, very big deal. I, I'm, you know, because I always try to relate things to, you know, in real life, you know, or, you know, your own personal life. Have you ever ran into a, a person no. like that? So yeah, that's why I don't know. That's probably why I'm not really feeling the the, the thing too. Because I was like, I can't think of if you're on my side, you're never bigger than the, or like you're never to be feared. I would say, no matter how powerful you are, you said you're on my side. Okay, but he's got this power so that it. nobody you're... else in the world has. Oh, so there are no other dark at this point. No, like other, they uh... they talk about how there hasn't been one in a while. Like the Shadowfold was created by one, but like we haven't seen one in a long time. So this one now that's in our in our army is the only one that we have. Okay, I'm thinking he's just no. like any other wind, yeah, no. or water, or fire person. Like they can be born all the time. Very very rare. Situation. Okay, all right, all right. So yeah, he's a little, a little rare. A little. Okay, just a little. Still, he's. Still, he's, he's on still our team. Scary. Like, he's still a little if I'm scary. another Grisha, like I could stop you hard, bro. But, but kind whatever. of in the you way know, that, like, every chat, a cool. lot of the normal—I mean, normal seems like a terrible word—but like a lot of the non-Grisha, the Okazitia, as they're called, um, fear Grisha. I'm glad they didn't say I, they're that. They're going in to here. at some point because I think <laughs> one of the episode titles is Okazitia. Yeah, exactly. The the same reason why you have difficulty saying that is the same reason. I wonder what what are the names Russian. based off of? Do you know just out of curiosity? Yeah, it's all it's all okay, based so on like all Russian, Russian okay. um, folklore and things. Um, yeah, because okay. there's there's a lot of they haven't really gone into it, but there's a lot of like Russian ish words in here. But uh, yeah, so he's a big deal, is what we're getting at. He's a very big deal. This thing where he's cut somebody in half scares the ever living shit out of Alina, like. I mean, I think anything, like he said later, would you rather me use uh, have used the sword? I think that should have put the fear of anybody. You yeah. get a body sliced in half on top of you, and then his disgusting blood in your mouth. Um, and you just, yeah, that should be a little more traumatizing. I think yeah. gore. In well, like of he says, face. like, that's a conversation out of the book of, like, you know, she's clearly afraid of him after the cut, um, after what he did. And he's like, you know, would it be any different if I had used a sword? And she's like, Maybe. Like, it might have been. And then he, like, he, like, gets this weird look, and she starts berating herself. She's like, he is the most powerful man in the world. You did not hurt his feelings. Like, don't even worry about it. Because he's, like, a little, oh, oh. So, yeah. Because, yeah, he's he's by himself. Like, I mean, within everything, like, he is the only one of his kind in the same way that she's the only one of her kind. And, you know, it kind of comes out in their later conversation of, like, you know, I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to be tested. I didn't want to be Grisha because I didn't want to be more alone than I was. And he's very adamant. Like, you're Grisha now. Like, you're not alone. You have people. But she's still very different. Mm. Yeah, because she's I mean, Asian. Yeah, yeah that is <laughs> also why. that. 
in in a kingdom of white people that despise yeah. Asians. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what so that's she, like. They have this conversation. So they, she and the Darkling are riding together at that point. He's like, I'm not taking any more chances. I'm riding with her now. Um, which they, I had a feeling they were going to shorten this. It takes them a long time to get to Oselta. Um, so like she starts out riding with him, but then switches back to just being in the coach and doesn't see him for a while. But it takes them a while. But, you know, they get to the little palace. They stop at one point. They have that conversation about, you know, when was she tested? Why wasn't she tested? What the hell just happened? There's blood on your face. What's going on? Where are we going? What's happening? Um, and they cut out a really interesting conversation with him that I'm curious to see if it comes up later because it seems really weird because you get a lot of good exposition on him as a person and as a character and I want to know if that's going to come up later I don't know we'll see anybody who read the book knows what I'm talking about when they're sitting in the woods you know that conversation I would just like to know where it's I don't know what was happening but my note just says oh my god this man so hot (laughs) what was happening wow see I I think you're attractive to to him is blinding you from, from other things so i can I'm tell you're not saying. a reliable source then this is times of war here's what i'm saying Let's about go. maul being a completely different person i'm never gonna be over this it's gonna come up multiple times this man walks into the general's tent and is like we have to go after my best friend bitch you think they care he's not a He's oh not a my god! Of what? Remember? Who is this man? A person that's not a scared of anything, but then will change his mind two seconds <laughs> <laughs> later when they're like, "Why my don't you not go?" My note just says this mall right, is so guys. proactive. What the fuck is going on? But I is mean, he he's really trying, proactive? Which is more than can be is said he? for Book Mall at this point. Yeah. So my note just says this mall is so proactive. What the fuck is going on? I don't know who this man is, but we're going to find out together because I don't know either. Well, so that's three three parts of the show that are drastically changed, I will say. Because like you said, don't know anything about the Six of Crows. One. Yep. Mall is a different character. Two. Yep. And General Darkness over there or whatever is been somewhat merged in name with another wholehearted character. Yeah, I'm, like, that's going to be something, like, if we get to, like, season seven of this, that's going to maybe be an issue, but we'll cross will, that bridge when we get to it. Will we get season seven soon? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll see how it goes. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. Maul is told under no uncertain terms that Alina doesn't matter to the First Army. The Grisha don't matter to the First Army. He kind of has that that speech about, you know, when all this started, they told me a Grisha was worth, you know, 50 of us and then something happened and suddenly it was Grisha's worth two dozen of us and then I had a fight where we lost you know half my regiment and they told me one in ten deaths being Grisha was acceptable so at what point is you know they're just gonna be the same as us so the uh, first army really does not trust the second army so and he, he basically the value of Grisha's were going down as technology was coming up yeah and that's one of the things um that they, they mentioned, like, you know, these Fjordans have repeating rifles that can fire 28 rounds a minute. We don't yeah. have that kind of shit because why? Because why? Like I said, they were a bunch of farmers. It seems like Ravka would have been invaded a long time ago. <laughs> I don't understand it. Like, I really don't. Okay, they got machine guns now. No one, of, none of you guys were like spies and figured out how they built them? Cool. I don't know. 
I don't know. Okay. But uh, so Kaz goes to see Poppy. We're back in Ketterdam. Kaz goes to see Poppy, who appears to work in another brothel. And I liked this because Poppy gave us two of our nicknames for Kaz. Uh, he calls him Dirty Hands. Love that. I, I heard. No, not that one. What's the and other he calls one? him the Bastard of the Barrel. The Bastard of the Barrels. When you squealed on that one, I was Love like, that's that. got to be what he's called in. It's in just like it's not even book. anything important. It's just like he has these nicknames. And I'm like, oh, that's it. No, yeah, I, I I got that from from that exact clip. What you just said. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. I'm excited. Um, yeah. So he gets he he gets the information from Poppy essentially on what's happening. You know, on how Helene has played all of them, and mm-hmm. none of them noticed. And now it's all gonna go to shit. And so what we mentioned or we didn't mention earlier is that Inej, when she's told she has to kill somebody. Helene says that essentially he's a human trafficker. You know, she's like, he does, you know, the same thing that brought you to me, except that he's doing it for other people. He won't sell to me and I need him gone because he's, you know, selling to the competition and I can't have that. So she essentially tells Inej, I need you to go kill this human trafficker. And as somebody who has been human trafficked, that's not too hard to swallow, even though she doesn't really want to kill. Like if she had to kill anybody... Uh, it might be somebody. That might be who it yeah, is. Yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's childhood trauma. Gotcha. But she still asked Jesper to do it for her. Because um, clearly, I guess Jesper has no problem killing our little gunslinger. But uh, it does not It does not go. As soon as you show him, you're like, this guy doesn't. This guy reads a lot of books. Why? This, this is not what I would assume from the human trafficker. He's like discussing which of his books he's like talking to his books like i don't have room for you next time next i was like okay this guy's a huge fucking nerd i'm gonna guess not the human trafficker um but she's like ready to go for it she's got the knife to his throat she does not care she's struggling with it but she's about to do it he kind of calls on you know calls her out like you know what happened to you who can i help you find um and she mentions her little brother who was 12 when they were taken she doesn't know where he ended up uh but kaz stops her he does get there just in the nick of time. Very convenient. Very dramatic. And stops her. So, you know. She doesn't kill anybody. Good for her. We love that for her. <laughs> yes. Good good for her. No one died. <laughs> Yet. Wow. I don't know. You never know. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where we leave off with them is is uh, we know that he is a conductor. Inej does not kill him. Kaz has him. Um, and we go back to Alina arriving at the little palace. So they finally get to the palace. Um, we don't really see, I don't know. It's a, it's a different introduction to this area because in, I want to say in the book, they, they ride through Osalta and there's like different levels of Osalta. It's almost like Game of Thrones and the Red Keep. Um, and oh. the capital. We're like outside of the Red Keep, you know, which is this huge area, the big castle, everything's really nice. Outside of it is just a regular rundown city. And then you pass through those walls and you get into the rich shit. Okay. Yeah. So when they this get was... to Osalta, she's t- thinking about like, oh, this doesn't look that much different from anywhere that I've been before. Like, it just looks like another city. People are struggling. It's a whole thing. But they cross over a moat and a bridge, and suddenly she's talking about like everything's made of marble and these fountains and a tree that's entirely made of jade. And she's like, "Is this why the rest of us are so fucking poor? Like, what the well, hell is going on?" Also, doesn't seem like why. Why is you know, why are they that wealthy? Because it's fucking rich people, man. I don't know. So Yeah, but it's the it's the, the Grisha though, right? 
No, so that's um, the Grisha live and and work in the little palace. The grand palace is where the king lives. Oh, I'm so they thinking see, this is all Grisha. Oh, no. So they see the grand palace first, and it's this like hideously opulent grand. I mean, it's the grand palace. It's just this massive monument to wealth and everything that she's never had in her life. Um, mm-hmm. And even like the darkling is like, oh, what do you think? And she's like, it's very majestic and he's like it's it's hideous it's it's the worst thing i've ever seen in my life and then they take her past that to the little palace which is smaller still a palace but is where the grisha live and work and do all of their grisha things um Mm. but yeah we just go right into the little palace she doesn't really meet anybody she doesn't see anything just goes to her room and rule number one as soon as the door closes she breaks down and i my heart breaks for this girl my heart truly breaks that makes one of us. Really? You didn't feel anything from that performance? If she just, like, uh, soon, you've never felt that where, like, you were just holding it in, and the second the door closed and you were alone, you just lost it? No. Wow. <laughs> wow. No. Can't relate. Cannot relate. No, I, uh, to, uh, I would say the closest is, uh, holding it together whenever I got robbed and then had to speak to the police. And then when I was by myself, I was like a little and anxious or, and, you know, oh I had my an God. anxiety. Oh my God. Cause I was like, crap, I could have been shot there type of situation. You got to let yourself but, cry, man. I know. I'm not saying I don't cry. Like I, I have no problem with that, but I'm on the fact that, the only thing that's happened to her is she was is taken from her entire taken, life. Is she's been taken from one military base to another military base. No, bullshit. This girl was just told her entire life was a lie. She's been a Grisha the whole time, which is one more thing that she doesn't want that's going to separate her from herself. She was separated forcibly from the only thing that she's had in her life consistently, her best friend forever. She was told that she is going to be apparently the hope of this whole fucking nation. She has no idea. She doesn't even think that she really has these powers. She has no idea what's going on. They're going to figure out that she's like a fraud or something and kill her. She is, Why would they kill her? She doesn't know because she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know anything. But like, there's no on. evidence that would suggest that they would kill because her. Because that's what she's so afraid the, of: is that they're going to figure out that whatever they think she is, she's not. And, and then they send her right back down to cartography. Maybe school. they send her back. Maybe they kill her. She has no idea. So, like that—that that is where I'm thinking. I'm like, nothing is for certain. So you're confused for sure. I got it. But the way that they portrayed her breaking down as if tomorrow the giants come through and are going to step on her. And well, at this point, seems... she's been almost killed multiple times. She watched somebody be sliced in half on top of her. And, like, this girl has had so... She should have broken down miles ago, but she had to hold it until she was alone. And then all of it can come out. And even then, she, like, holds it together really well. Like... She only breaks down a little bit. So she does uh, a thousand percent give her that. She broke down. She got it, you know, and it's and it's fine, people. It's it's a thousand percent mm-hmm. fine to 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 let it out. But maybe I'm just playing into the slow camera panning to her, <laughs> the music. It was very up. emotional. 
Like it was the hard. It wasn't. It it didn't. It didn't hit me on that scale as wow. as like like if like if she broke down and cried in real time. I can understand that. I think it was the the slowdown wow. and the scale type of thing, and that's just me. Uh-huh. Hey, trust me. I'm, Mine's trust emotions, me, I'm, man. I am not devoid of emotion when it is done correctly in film. Well, and as she just <laughs> wow, and as she just asked and didn't really get an answer, she feels like a prisoner. You know, she straight up asked oh, him, am yeah. I a prisoner here? And he doesn't answer her. He doesn't say yes or no. He says, well, all of Ravka is a prisoner until we destroy the shadow fold. I would have just been like, don't ask questions where you already know the answer. <laughs> like, that's, that's. But yeah, when she's, she's done crying, she yes. immediately finds the first sharp object she can get her hands on and puts it under her pillow. So she's under the rules. She's scared. She's scared. So, no, 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 no. This is the rules. It this, is. This is the rules. Yeah. The rules it's, keep it's you alive. A, that's that's the uh always carry you know, weapon rule number two. Yeah, exactly. So she's she's just staying a part of the a part of the plan. So she has the wherewithal to know, like, hey, I'm not in a situation I'm unfamiliar with, but I still gotta get through all this. So let's stick to these rules. And that's what she does. But so when I saw three? her what's rule number three? Again, sleep on the left side of the bed. Wow. Because always he's gonna sleep on the right side of the bed, and we gotta do that whole But first we're not together. He's gonna parade his ass through the camp carrying all the supplies he can get and try to sneak and, out apparently and and again how <laughs> not just the the gall that this man has no but sneaky. in the beginning in the beginning of episode one aren't they going on a, a mission to get more supplies yes so clearly there's a keen eye of people military people that are they get the eye on rations and supplies <laughs> but yet he goes with i don't know war machine type of armament on him <laughs> across the middle of the the active camp not even in the night of like exactly but nobody stops him but his two best friends like no he would have been in the brig he would have been flogged he would have been beaten for a a multitude of reasons in this military and then i just realized he puts all the stuff on the horse he gets ready to go mikhail and duprov stop him he just walks away he just left all that shit on the horse Yeah, that horse so is gonna I, die. Th- this military is gonna die at the end of this whole thing. Uh, what's the what's the place of the south? Because that's the one we're in Shuhan. They're they're going to invade. That's what I'm calling it now. They invade. They easily take over Ravka because their soldiers are garbage. And then they, you know, be like, hey, you guys can still live here, but we own you. We'll take out Fierda with you. Blah blah blah. Oh, wow. You know. Well, Mikhail and Dubrov convince him not to go, um, that it would be stupid, that she's going to be in the little palace. And the only way to get there is to get become a decorated war hero, you know? Well, she, oh, yeah, because that's easy. Exactly. They were like, yeah, just earn a, earn a medal at war and they'll invite you to the palace. And that's how you'll see her. Um, what's your timeline on this, bro? How do you think this works? I, if that's the actual plan, this is stupid. If there, if there was I just. That, if, I don't know what they're doing there. Okay, because I'm like, if that's the actual idea and we go on the second or third episode and we see that that's, they're sitting in their tent planning it out. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to run out there. <laughs> and then, no, then we're, we're, we got to rethink this writing. You know, I don't know we definitely got to rethink the writing. But uh, we jump back to Ketterdam for a moment to uh, watch Kaz put up the Crow Club as collateral to take Inej with him. Uh, I'm guessing he has the Crow Club later on in Six of Crows because I am curious about what we're doing. That's a really 
really big step for Kaz that at this point, I feel like we as the audience have not earned. Like, we haven't earned that kind of character development from him yet because we just met him. So that was a really, really interesting thing for them to put in there. Um, Like, that kind of big move because, like, I don't know. It was was weird. I'll be curious to see how that plays out and um, how things, you know, with Kaz play out for the rest of the season. But that really, like, that felt like a big character development moment that we had not earned as an audience. I feel like Six of Crows, if it does come out, it's just going to be a show on its own where you can be like, yeah, these are the characters from that other one, but that that don't don't take any of that story. I mean, it'll it'll <laughs> like, have I mean, it'll play into it, but like it won't be it'll be their own story, you know, like it'll be disconnected from the the Ravka storyline because I mean that's what Six of Crows is. It's dis- It's also just like I think we talked about this before. Like I think the reason that they wanted it so much is that it's a it's a better story. It's a more interesting story, in my opinion, and I think in a lot, like a lot of the fans, regard it as being the better story. Still don't understand then why not do that first? Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're gonna, they're just gonna sandwich them together. At least the characters, and uh, we end our episode with our little sleepless in Seattle, Alina and Mall shot. Yeah, it's always a weird shot to me. Where we're like, they're looking at each other, but they're not. It's like you don't, you don't know. This is weird. It's fine. Wow, because you've never seeing, done that before. I've never huh? done that before. Wow, uh, because, get some emotion. <laughs> like they don't know. We know because Jeez. we're watching both of them, but they don't know. It's just weird. You're, but wow, uh, yeah, we got through the first two episodes, so we are a quarter of the way done. Yeah, we are a quarter of the way it's done. Only eight episodes. Well, we still got a long way to go, and it's only three o'clock right now. <laughs> we got tomorrow too. All right, you ready for three and four? Let's do it. All right. Uh, For those of you listening, you can just go right on to the next episode. For Aaron and I in real time, we will uh, be back in a couple hours. 